right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, Maggie May. Hello, Maggie. Hey. How are you guys doing? Thanks for joining us. Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we start, let's uh, just say if you want to follow Maggie, who's a hilarious comedian, I've done a lot of shows with Maggie, you can follow her at Maggie May Haha, but that's May, M-A-Y-E, Maggie May. And um, I should point out that you are my mother's favorite comedian, and that includes me. Oh, <laughs> wow. Started kind of funny and cute, you know, as a little bit, and then it kind of got really real and became this uh, problem now. Where yeah, now it's weird. I swear to God, I swear to God, two days ago or so, I was talking to my mother, and she said she'd brought you up to like her. F- I'm like, what the? F-? She was like, well, she's just got that one joke, but I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, you gotta relax. I'm not gonna rest until I make it onto the Christmas card newsletter. There, honestly, there isn't one, but I bet you one starts for you. <laughs> Come on, everyone, get in. Say Maggie on three, <laughs> two, three, Maggie. Or she just yeah. lists what I did that year and be like, Garrett, yeah, too. It's just to you, me, and my mother. What is your problem? Well, I just thought, did you miss a lot of Maggie May's stuff this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Meticulous. Does Maggie have any more pictures from grade school? Look, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Um, but, yes, so thank you very much, Maggie, and follow Maggie. Uh, and uh, don't follow Dave. And, uh, and now we're going to go through a paper. <laughs> So, um, do you want to take a, I'll guess too, but do you want to take a guess as what year, what are the, the year parameters are 1610 to when, Dave? Uh, no, this year, to all the way up to 2022. To 2022. So, you can guess what year you think. It's just a fun little start. Any guess? I can go first. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess 1710. And I don't think it will be that, but I just want it to be. So just uh, just any year, any year. Yeah. Okay. Um, nineteen fifty-one. That's pretty good. Well, then we're gonna have a winner. That's for sure. She's much closer. Yeah, I told you I Nine, knew mine was wrong. Nineteen twenty. Oh, okay, way closer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, November twenty-seventh. Hey. The Evening Journal from Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, my Lord. So now we get to find out if Delaware was as boring in 1920 <laughs> as it is today. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to hear the first headline? Uh huh. Had only one chair. <laughs> For many months, the little city of Cologne in, in France possessed but a single chair. And it was the property of the mayor. Okay. <laughs> no here's, way this is true. Here's what's absolutely <laughs> crazy about this right away. This is not a local story, so they were allowed to pick any story <laughs> from France. Yes. And the story's like, the mayor only had one chair. That sounds and like that's heady news. No, the town. The town had one chair. Oh, the town itself only had one chair? Yeah, the, the town city, of Cologne. I guess. I mean, so this is before I they made fragrances. T- they were like, we need an industry. We don't have any chairs. I think they're talking about like the the city hall or whatever. This is only one chair. It's just That's got to be what they're talking about, right? I, Dave, there's no version of this that is going to make too much sense. So sure, yeah, it's the city hall <laughs> issue. It was officially known as the chair. All right. I um, I haven't done this yet, Maggie, but I'm probably going to take off. So if you guys just want to handle this one. Um, <laughs> what? Until Junior Red Cross of America sent to that city a great, uh, I can't read this word, uh, loaded with chairs and tables that had been made by the boys of America in their manual training school. Last year, thousands of these articles of furniture were sent to the devastated area of France. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, after the war. Oh, it's after the war. So what? Was so after happening? the war, they had a lot of times in war, all the chairs. chairs? Are no, that's not true. That's not yep. true. The Germans this were chair I haters. cannot sit down. We will teach them lessons. <laughs> what? So it was the German chancellor who did this, probably. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. It's not okay. You're fired. Um, it's not okay. Okay. So, uh, okay. So there's so so they got so America so America stepped up again as we call it chair America, and uh, America. we sent over some of our best and best Boy Scout built chairs. Yeah, we've been for since the beginning of America. That's how we colonize. Is we yeah. first we sent chairs. Yeah, that's how you know it's. And then the French are like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot how good sitting down was. This is incredible. Oh my, oh look at this. Oh fucking ass. Oh fuck. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, look at my bottom! Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's down! Now I've got more fuck energy. <laughs> That's real news. Uh, Maggie, <laughs> look, yeah, right? the answer to your question is no, but yes. I was about to say, like, that sounds like, you know, when, uh, when gentrifiers are like, oh, God, you know what this war-torn country needs? It's yeah. somewhere to just really just faint into. We need to get them Aids. some chairs. No economic <laughs> aid, just somewhere to sit. Yeah. They're like, uh, could we possibly have some food and things to... Uh, no, but we made y'all a bunch of chairs, so that's um, <laughs> that's pretty good. Could we eat it? Uh, our young people are starving. We need to... Well, um, I wish you guys had talked to us sooner because we really, we're pretty far down this chair hole right now. So uh, here y'all go. And it's made by American boys. It's not made well. Ma- made here by boys. Just quitting chairs for French people. Yeah, like you should be doing, you should be doing like Pinewood Derby, but the, like the scouts showed up. They were like, what are we doing today? We're going to make more chairs. Oh, what the fuck? We already have that badge. Keep making chairs. Don't stop making chairs. Do the French people like it? Of course they do. Should we make them food? They don't need that. They're French. They just need cigarettes and chairs. I cannot believe you didn't throw a chairman in there. Uh, I I did something. uh, I don't know if I went to chairman yet. You're right. Fair enough. I did think like the city hall, there's the chair, you know, so maybe the chairman of the chair. Yeah, the chairman of the chair. I'm in charge of this. It's uh, (laughs) redundant. eh? Well, the next headlines. I mean, this is page one. Mix up. This is page one. Mix up in days cost Smith five (laughs) dollars. Thinking that yesterday was Sunday. This is like a grandma's date book. It's not a newspaper. Uh, oh, I made a mistake, and it's going to cost me $5. I think I could get my comedy career covered on this newspaper. Oh, <laughs> That's what we're banking on. <laughs> Thinking that yesterday was Sunday, on which day traffic officers are not on duty, James Smith ran past a stop signal given by traffic officer John Scott at 4th and Market. Smith said that he did not look for a traffic officer at the corner, and when the officer called to him, he, not seeing him, thought it was a friend, and not observing anyone he knew, continued on his way to Front and Marcus Street, where he was overtaken by Officer Smith. A fine of $5 and costs was imposed on Smith. <sighs> okay. Um, I mean, not okay. So he was out driving on a Monday thinking it was walking. a sun walking on a Monday I think thinking he's walking. it was a Sunday. Yeah, I think I maybe he isn't, but I think he's walking. Okay. I might be wrong. Either way, he's out and he has no de- he's wrong on the day. So then like a enforce a, a traffic enforcement officer is like, "Hey," and he's like, "How you doing, buddy? Good to see you." But he doesn't know who he is, so he just keeps walking. Yeah. Right. And then that guy comes over and is like, "That's $5." Yeah. That's pretty much the story. That's page one, by the way. Well, it's better than the chair one. <laughs> Is it? I mean, it's a little more. There's like a twist. <laughs> that, there's a turn. 
is such a like how does the day of the week figure into this that's like a sunday because yeah, sunday they like, wouldn't work right is that what you're saying dave sunday he was thinking sunday there were no cops no cop is, and we know that in America. There's no cops on oh, Sunday. Oh man, what if I? <laughs> how fucking? How fucking amazing? Why can we need to do that? Yeah, we just need to bring back Sunday. No, I mean the we would just Sundays would be amazing. It's a crime Sunday. Yeah, I mean I would like to think crime that Sunday. there'd be more like stuff going on besides crime, but I think <laughs> in the culture, like the climate Block of today, parties. it would just yeah, I'd be like. You just a lot of open murders. It really would be purge day now that we kick the can a little further. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Do you not want to get shot on one day of the week? Yeah, you go Come out and you're like, crime Sunday. Hey, uh, well, well, why are these guys chasing me? Oh, God, I thought it was Monday. No, it's Sunday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm sorry, you don't have to tell me the ethnicity of the dude in that in that damn article to be like, oh, I didn't think cops were here today. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think I had to follow the law today. I thought I could just uh, out and break the law and wave at a cop on the way. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> just wave at police. I'm doing yeah. Having, not needing to know what day of the week it is with cops. Just, oh, I got my days mixed up. Oopsie. $5, I guess. And giving that as an excuse. Like, oh, shit, yeah. I thought it was Sunday. Yeah, Let and the cop go. was like, that's okay, sir. It happens all the time. I wish we were friends. White guy pals. White guy walking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, anti-fly drive makes her ill. Anti-fly drive? Miss Charles Redding's attempt to swat the fly brought her to the hospital here. What? What is the fly happening? that's been terrorizing town? <laughs> yeah, how big is this fly? Is it Jeff Goldblum? Seven, seven feet, yeah. <laughs> Miss Redding is a domestic science teacher. She scattered poison to kill the flies in her classroom. I mean, physicians they think live for her- like three days. Uh, physicians think her illness came from when she inhaled the powdered poison. She so, just she. So it's a science teacher that doesn't know how to kill flies, <laughs> and she is just treating poison like chicken feed and just going like, "There you go, there you." She's go. She's throwing she's throwing powdered poison around her classroom. Boy, a lot of kids are missing. A lot of kids are getting sick nowadays. <laughs> what something must be going around? They're dying. <laughs> For a fly. And that's probably was uh, like the science portion of the newspaper. It wasn't even condemning her. It was just like, this is the no, yeah. science going out. There's a teacher throwing stuff around. Well, yeah, that's when they made the discovery that kids can't have poison. <laughs> kids shouldn't get poison. This is one of the bigger overreactions. Is this, is this the largest overreaction to a fly in the history of uh, the world? I had never... I've never heard of someone throwing poison around a room to catch a fly. Yeah, like vermin? Okay, yeah, sure. This is this thing will die very soon of natural causes. No. What year was the hand invented? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I make uh, hands more dangerous on a molecular level? Yeah, she's... Yeah. She's like, I'll just use my hand. I'll put poison in it and throw it. <laughs> no, you're half- <laughs> Sheila, you're right there. <laughs> Thinks an ear is worth $5,000. What is going on? <laughs> this is one of the crazier first pages we've had. Uh, what's an ear worth? <laughs> Antonio. What? Who? No uh, one's ever asked that. People ask that all the time. How much for your ear? You never had a guy ask how much for your hey, ear? Hey, man, how much you need for your ear, and what's the set cost? <laughs> the 1920s were wild. This is just a Craigslist ad that would get banned, but they just let you ask for an ear on the front page. This is the Craigslist Times. 
<laughs> I mean, it really is. This is just like, what the fuck? You know, France only has one chair. This lady's killing a fly with poison. <laughs> hey, how much you want for that ear? I'll pick it up. <laughs> What's the best offer on that? Antonio. Well, yeah. Antonio Andre thinks half an ear is worth 5000 He's asking that in court of Peter Fonts and says Fonts bit half his ear off. <laughs> so this He also wants $150 in physician's fees. Wow. Wait. He He bit he bit a guy's a guy bit a guy's ear off. And then he's in court. Well, we've seen that. Sure. We've seen that's the Mike Tyson. Tyson. We've seen it. Yeah, he did yeah, get he Tyson. Got Tyson. But still to get to have so he thinks half his ear is worth five grand. Yeah. I guess I mean that's pretty low. I guess that's the question. What is an ear worth? That is actually like, now the art it's weird to be at a point where I'm like, this article makes sense. <laughs> I'm mad that they're pricing it for half of the ear because if you bite my ear half my ear off, I'm rounding up. Yeah, I'm calling that a whole ear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You get it, you that bought point. it. Yeah, that's uh, the policy <laughs> we've always had. Is you, you bit it, you bought it. <laughs> oh, watch how you nibble because you bit it, you bought it. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's a great well, sign. That's yours to, now, buddy. Yeah, that's a great sign to hang on your head. What is that? You, you bit it, you bite it, you bought it. So just keep that in mind when it comes to this head. That's eyes, ears, tongues, nose, all of it. Head and shoulders. Head, shoulders, knees, yeah, you and fuck. toes. That's right, knees, head, toes. That's catchy. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's not okay, um, but we're, sure. we're back on the. We're back on the uh, body parts. Are we? Um, are we still front paging? We're uh, we're on page two. Okay. We're on the body part area of the paper. <laughs> We just left. Lost his, I, lost his digit. Oh man! I swear to God, car. you started with lost his dit, and I cut you off. I was like, "This, <laughs> we're about to see the ear story dwarfed." How much does half a dick cost? <laughs> it depends which side you bit. Okay. Well, he bit the he bit the part where it connects to the body, but not the top. <laughs> We've got an Ichabod cock. <laughs> Okay, wait, what was the actual article? Lost his digit in a streetcar. Wow. Okay. This is a story out of this this was a Des Moines. This happened in Des Moines. Okay. Give me back my finger. I paid my fare, yelled Vincent Colsey to the streetcar conductor. You can have it now. The company can't use it. And uh, This is an actual conversation? Yeah. Okay. Said the uh SEC as he opened the platform door. And let Colsey remove the tip of his finger, clipped off by the sudden closing of the spring panel. Colsey's at the city hospital. Uh, okay. So. So. Okay. So the conversation was really casual. Give me back my finger. Let me get it for you. I like to think he said, give me back my finger, the way, he, the same cadence that Mel Gibson said, give me back my son and ransom. Yep. Give me back my finger. That's right. Uh, well, then the guy responded, you can have it now. You can have it now. The company can't use it. You can have it now. The company can't use it. So the streetcar company can't use the finger. You can have it now. He must be having a laugh, right? <laughs> maybe maybe they had a, fing- a thing-, thing that they did with fingers, but at this point they're not using them. <laughs> maybe they have too many fingers. I think. Like without a comment. They're maxed thing? out of fingers. Like yeah, if I- you didn't pay your fare. I bet. They're going to clip your finger off like they're the mob. 30 cents or one of your fingers? I'll do a finger, please. (laughs) And my son's coming with me, too, so take my pinky. (laughs) I bet it happened all the time. What happened? He put put his finger where? It says says, uh, the the sudden closing of the spring panel. So the the door must have just quickly closed, and he had his hand there. And he was like, that's where we're headed. Oh! (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and he and immediately like, went to fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want all my money back. 
Give me my finger and my fair. Well, we know in half an year's worth five grand. I'd put a half a finger at about two fifty five hundred. <laughs> oh. uh, I hate to victim blame. Next one. But yeah, for yeah. Sure. Well, he was asking for it. It sounded like yeah, yeah. Well, he right after he <laughs> yeah. was asking for it, especially he's like, "May I have it back, please?" <laughs> uh, this chap's a particular prisoner. Brian K didn't like the cellmate police gave him, and he told the newcomer to climb out. And when the stranger couldn't or wouldn't. Kai beat him to death with his shoe. No, wait, not did death. Beat him with his shoe. Jesus. Just beat him with his really shoe. Sorry. Dark for I, a second there. Yeah, I thought he beat him to death. That's no, how you make beat someone him. beating um, someone with a shoe less of an impact. Lead with he beat him to death and then be like, no, no, he just beat him. Now I'm like, oh, that's not much. He lived? Oh, that's very little. Oh, that's know, fine. He got treated like an immigrant mom will treat you. Just beat you with a shoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell me if that is or yeah, is not. Yeah. <laughs> but so some guy gets put into a cell with another guy yeah. and the other guy's like climb out and he's like it's a fucking cell what are you talking about climb, well, out. climb out and then he gets beat i was gonna ask, was that is that even pot was this when they were like we, no, we gotta put a roof on a these cell. things <laughs> they're not sticking around <laughs> the guy he turns around there's a ladder oh yeah get out of here <laughs> why are you in here i i'm hanging <laughs> I uh, and also the the gumption to be like I want a better roommate. It's like what this is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what jail was like in 1920, but I certainly don't know if it was like Big Brother. It was like you were allowed to be like, um, no. <laughs> but he wanted a roommate who wasn't too much of a pussy to escape. Yeah, he was like, yeah. get out of here. He's like, I can't. He's like, you're not right for me. <laughs> I want one who's willing shoe to time. go. Shoe time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoe time? Beat him with a shoe. <laughs> shoe time's a great thing to say. What does shoe time mean? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shoe time. <laughs> you don't heal from those injuries. Ah. Uh. Hey, uh, my dad's here. Here's a really great headline. They all ate pears. Everyone around the police station was munching on pears this morning. <laughs> a gift from... <laughs> I think we broke Maggie. <laughs> <That's> pretty... <laughs> Page two, Maggie's gone. <laughs> It's such a, like, eighth-grade gossip column. Like, why was everybody eating hair? It's in a fucking paper. It must have been Sunday. (laughs) The cops are just sitting around. It's like, you know, we should should call the paper about this. We should. (laughs) You know what? Call the paper. They love this sort of stuff. (laughs) What? You got pear news? We're all over it. We just did a story about chairs in Paris, and now we'll do this one about the police. Uh, everyone around the police station was mu- this morning was munching on pears, a gift from H.C. Passmore, manager of Woodlawn Trustees Farm on Concord Pike. Man, this is simpler times. Because now those pears would be covered in, like, uh, ricin. <laughs> content a, was uh, so much more wholesome back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a bunch of cops but pear munching, and they're like, "Look, <laughs> we need to cover this story." What else are you talking about? Yeah. The price of an ear and uh, finger crimes. But no, Frank, I got Frank, I got hot news. What's going I on? Look, we've got a lot to cover. I was just down at the police station. All right, what were they you doing? Did they beat a guy? There? Is there a murder going on? They're investigating <laughs> no. an enormous crime. Let me guess. Some of the cops no. have turned. Maybe one of the cops no. is undercover, and they finally blown the roof off a case. And yes, they have roofs. No. That's why no. you can't just leave no. when you want. What? It's crazier. What? Crazier? Every than... single, every single cop, yes. every one. Yes. Is yes, is is eating, is eating, eating a pear, eating a pear, yes, and yes, with and, with their mouths, of course, with their mouths, and they're eating a pear with their mouths, and yes, 
Yes? It was a, it was a gift. Uh, okay. From, from who? <laughs> for whom gave them the gift? Oh, let me guess. A.C. Pearson. Uh, okay. All right. The farmer. Ah, uh, of course the he... Fa- the farmer. All right. The twist of this whole thing. Walk me through it now. The cops are eating pears from a farmer, and then... Come on. There's got to be something... That's the, that's, the, that's the story. Well, I mean, obviously, it's not page one. It's page two. <laughs> it's page two good, obviously. It's pretty great. Have you ever heard anything like that? Um, honestly, no. I'll be honest. I've never heard anything like that, but I think there's a reason. Um, wow. Is this when Paris made it to America? Like There's that new fruit y'all been hearing about. We were you all guys, out here munching on them. They're not just bad apples. What do you mean? They're something <laughs> different. I refuse to believe that. Uh, who? Uh, more. Uh, okay, go ahead. I mean, I could, again, just <laughs> I could keep going. Uh, this is more police station news. This is from Sacramento. Uh, strawberries. They, they rob even police station. <laughs> Thieves here have... Thieves here have absolutely no respect for the law and the coppers. Okay. They are they they are talking of building a big fence around the police station to keep the thieves from stealing automobile parts and tools from the basement. Oh wow! What an unrelatable the- era. <laughs> that was like unconscionable. They're also stealing from the police. Our best friends. I mean, the criminals have no respect for the cops <laughs> that they can what easily steal from. I mean, I think we might need to think of taking some sort of precaution to not having this area open with things thieves would be enticed by. We should build a wall around the police station. We're going to build one, and it's going to be unbelievable, and the criminals are going to pay for it. The criminals are going to pay for it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of was a feel-good news story to me. That was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was. It's got it's got a sad ending, but I like the fact that <laughs> cops are like, "Well, there, is it just me or are we missing two more cars and a bunch of wheels?" <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> While we were inside having a parathon, I think something went down out here. <laughs> they stole from us. While we were having <laughs> pairs. Hey, hey, Frank. Yeah, what's going on, Ted? You, you notice every every time we get a basket of pears, all our cars get stripped. I have noticed something like that, but what are we going to do? Not eat the pears? Come on, they're pretty delicious. They're unbelievable. By the way, the front door's been taken. So, not sure what to do. <laughs> Mistress made funny eyes. Oh my god! What? Uh, okay. Maid testifying in divorce case shows judge what that means. Oh, so the maid was like, she was like this. And this has two misspellings. Faces is misspelled, and so is New York. It might be feces, and this story might be different. <laughs> How is faces spelled? G F A C E S. Wow. <laughs> Come on, this story's too good. We gotta move. Should I edit it? There's no time. <laughs> How many G's eyes. and faces? She meant funny eyes. Move, move. <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll get that prime pair cop story bump. <laughs> okay, what's the other one that's misspelled? New York? New York. How do they spell that? O Y O Y R K. Okay. New Oik. <laughs> the big tissy. Uh, there was a request performance in the Supreme Court at White Plains yesterday. The request came from Justice Morshauser presiding uh, at a suite brought by Henry Tilly, a wealthy contractor of Mount Vernon. Okay. Miss Mary Downs, former maid to Miss Tilly, Gave the performance uh, an imitation of the way her mistress flirted uh, with the co-respondent, Clarence Duggan, secretary to a vice president of the New York Central in presence of her husband, who was going blind. <laughs> what what? The so he's, going, he's like, so they need, 
they even need like a translator for the husband. He's like, what were the eyes like? <laughs> so I can't see. Well, you know, so, Betty Davis, that. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that one bit. So, so the the maid is giving a the performance mm-hmm. of showing how her boss, yep. the mistress as she's called, yep. looked, flirted yeah. with the Clarence, who is secretary to the VP of the New York Central Bank. Yes. So she was. She. They were like, and and she did it with her husband there. So she's doing like a hot wife or a. With with her with her uh, the maid's she's husband flirting. right right no with with the dude the mistress's right, husband right. she's doing it right in front of she's flirting with someone else in front of with her husband there right basically. and, and the husband illegal. can't see any of this yeah that and that was what tw- uh, it was illegal well, in the twenties too yeah was it illegal well, well the husband is going blind so he, yeah it's for the benefit of no one of yeah so when no when she flirted with the other guy it didn't matter because the husband can't see oh he was like. Hey, are you in pain, darling? I he- keep hearing you moaning like you did last Thursday. It smells like you're making your fuck face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just walks into his bedroom. He's like, smells like fucking again. You swear nobody's been fucking in here? <laughs> yes, no way, Todd. All right. I trust you. Lead me to the bath. <laughs> when the When the court first told her to illustrate how Miss Tilly acted, the maid bowed her head and said she didn't want to do it. Well, this is really crazy, okay? This is getting a little weird yeah. now. What did you see her do, asked the husband's lawyer. I only saw her make funny eyes at Duggan, said the maid. Now show the jury just how, just how she made those eyes, the court directed. So the judge is now telling her to show everybody how she did the doughy eye, whatever she did. Very perfect. Seductive eyes. She's eye-fucking him. The maid? Yeah. 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 The maid then bent her head with a flirtatious air, puckered her lips, and made her eyes at the jury. The jury was all attention. Oh, no one they, were they were fucking. They were fucking. Why is she in court saying this? Yeah, that she's is, a witness. To what? She's what, a witness. The, she's not the lady. Is who the did crime? It. Is it a divorce or is it? Uh, I think it's a divorce. Okay. 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 So, so this was probably key testimony. Yeah, in the it's divorce. divorce. Oh, it's I a divorce. see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love the so idea she's... of flirting being illegal, though. That would be <laughs> <laughs> flirting against well, your bro, blind and... husband. Yeah, the flirt judge. Um, after reviewing the evidence, I decided that they were looking to bang. So, unfortunately, I find you both like you wanted to bang. I award everything to the husband who's uh, touching the wall for some reason. Sir, it's over here. The courtroom's this way. <laughs> I'm going to bang the gavel like these two banged in the bedroom. Uh Next, the justice ordered the witness to give him the same demonstration she had given the jury. So she flashed her eyes at the judge. Good Lord. And the judge said, I think that is making faces. (laughs) This is so creepy. Uh, Now will you do it in my chamber? (laughs) Slower. Can can you do some sort of uh, accent? Maybe Swedish? Uh, Miss Tilly, oh, Miss Tilly was there. Miss Tilly stared at the witness so hard during her testimony that the maid collapsed and the court was adjourned 10 minutes before she went on with her testimony. What is going on? Miss Tilly gave more eyes than what she was on trial for the first damn place. She sounds like she's a witch. Miss Tilly is like on trial for powerful eye moves. (laughs) And then she just... She, she just drains the blood from the maid with one look. <laughs> Your Honor, my eyes aren't that powerful. <laughs> we need to take a recess. She made the maid faint. Wow. What? <laughs> Holy I shit. Mean, wow. Yeah, clap. I mean, imagine... Just imagine being in court and you have to like, well, that one was flirting. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Well, that certainly was a face. The judge. <laughs> judge, shut up. Is that, judge, it probably aren't supposed to. If there's a jury, why is the judge saying that? 
know. He's probably not supposed to be saying that. He's like, that certainly was a face. Well, right, Jerry? You're, we're on the same team. I'm allowed to talk to you about what I'm feeling. He wanted to feel something. Have you seen, have you seen yeah, bad yeah. girls in a Cadillac? Oh, boy. It reminds me of that face. She made a face. <laughs> and now she's passed out. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, me and the jury are going to go get hoagies, and then we'll be back. We're a gang. Uh, this is a little story out of London. The act didn't apply to him. Man at, Exus, at Essex Assizes tried for firing gun in public street. Mm. Oh, that's England that's in yeah. 1920. Got firing. That's yeah. not normal Shit was in England. Wild. Yeah, England was America. That's, very, that's America. Yeah, that's, yeah, it was America for a day. By the way, this doesn't I'm make s- the paper now. No, it no people are like blah, blah blah Okay, two dead. What are we gonna well. What are we gonna talk about? Were the police eating anything? Uh, he was char- uh-huh. he was charged under the act passed in thirteen twenty eight. Sure, those laws still hold up. The judge said this law was meant to apply to people all dressed up in full armor and swinging a naked sword. Therefore, the jury should acquit. Uh, okay, so the the tr- he's on trial for breaking a law in the 1300s, as far as having like he shot a gun basically in public. Well, they probably didn't have a they probably didn't have a law like a new law in the books. It's right. like you can't do something with your weapon in the street. Right. So they found one from the 1300s, and they're like, "That's what we're charging with." The judge, yeah, the judge is like, is like "That's no. not a sword," and they're like, "Well, yeah, but it's a gun." And he's like, "They didn't have guns then." <laughs> And they're like, wait, what? They did? Okay. All right. What a stupid trial. Let's take lunch. I'm- okay. There's another English story. Oh. I'm sorry. That just that feels like he was asking for that, too. Like, just swinging around some stuff, being like, tell me I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is yeah. like, it's great when you beat the law to the crime and they're like god damn it we hadn't thought of that because like after today you couldn't do it but for that day the guy's like i was allowed to just go downtown and just fire a gun and everyone was like it's not a sword you can go yeah to be the reason for a policy <laughs> yes to be the, the, like be to the be reason. what the law is named after yeah like oh that's like the miranda laws you're like that's because i'm me <laughs> Say shit! I don't like it. No. Wow, that's amazing. You're welcome. Except you yeah. can't go waving a gun out in public anymore. That's right. They're, they ever heard of the Miranda rights? I'll take another round for the boys <laughs> on the house. Yeah, they when they gotta tell you stuff now because of me. I used to just toss you in the car. You didn't know what was going on. I thought I had to talk to him. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right, uh, another one out of England. Police baffled by a ghost. <laughs> a ghost is frightening children here. <laughs> <laughs> a great like white Harry Potter crime. <laughs> A great white shape has been seen by many along the countryside, and police have been unable to capture the phantom. (laughs) What are they trying to do? What? Oh, we've tried everything, but he gets out of our handcuffs. Every trial we've tried to put handcuffs on him, he's able to wriggle out. What the hell was in those pairs? (laughs) Man. You know what it was? Those pairs were bad. It was an apparition. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. My dad's here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My dad's Painful. here. My dad's here. Wow. One so, man. Ghost cops. One man said he came to grips with the spirit and that it wore a railway conductor's uniform. And so it turns out guy. it was just a guy it's, who worked on a train. It's, it's a guy going to work. That's all this is. Oh, you ghost boy. You're under arrest, you are, you are. What are you What's talking that? about? I work on the train. You don't work on a train. You're a ghost. Stop frightening those little ones, you devil. I've seen Polar Express. I know how this goes. Yeah, don't, uh, these, I know how this story ends. Uh, we've all read Polar Express, mate. I'm just a regular conductor. That's what you always say. Then you get on the train and you're a bloody ghost. <laughs> it's a boo-boo train. We're not idiots, mate. 
Get in the car. You don't have to tell him anything. That law's not been passed yet. <laughs> okay. Get I along with your cellmate as well, otherwise you could have <laughs> ghost bruises. <laughs> He'll beat you with that shoey, will he? Will? A boy in England has been run over by the cars. The cars. The band. <laughs> <laughs> And the bright blood squirted from a severed artery. Uh, the bright blood. A, a crowd Is it stood by a helpless. Vampire? <laughs> sweet, sweet blood. A crowd stood helpless, watching him die. And then another what? boy pushed his. Another boy pushed his way. To Maggie's face Maggie, right now. Is Maggie's seeing the ghost. <laughs> this is the ghost. <laughs> it's the ghost boy. Uh, another boy pushed his way to the sufferer's side, took his handkerchief out, and stopped the bleeding by tying a hard knot just above the wound. The applause and praise he received what is induced, induced him to change his mind from being a cabinet maker to the study of surgery. Eight years later, Astley Dupper became the foremost surgeon of Great Britain. Oh, Fuck what, you! What? <laughs> what a bullshit story. Wait, four what? years later, eight. eight, eight. Still, that's still. He's yeah, that's not like good. 15. So he as a child, so he's like a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Just Doogie Howser his way. He self-taught Doogie Howser himself. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, okay. Look, I, I know how to stop the blood. Well, you're in charge of all of England <laughs> doctors now. But if you're an adult and you see a kid's blood start squirting out of his arm and you're just like, oh, I wish there was something someone could do, but we can't. And then a child comes out, <laughs> tourniquets it, and you're like, oh, good show. And you just start clapping. Of course this yeah. kid's going to be a doctor. He's like, wow, this is, they really need me because everyone here is an idiot. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I guess we should just make him eat his arm. What, what's the next protocol? <laughs> what do you suggest? Huh? I think that's it for him. Well, he's dead for sure. The arm's gone. Let's just watch the blood run, shall we? <laughs> Squirting everywhere. Look at that. Oh, gosh. Goodbye, that, Governor. Isn't that a beautiful color? Stop it, you. Don't even say things like that. We don't need people like you on the scene. Side. I like how the accolades uh, is what pushed them. Like, yeah, just yeah. getting cheered for. Like, that's why I became a comedian. All right, class. yeah, all right. In my third grade. Why did you become a surgeon? I just love the applause. You know, I'll tell you. Crowds. When I became a doctor, I thought there would be bigger crowds. Um, <laughs> nobody really shows up except for the family, and they don't really clap as much. They didn't say later in life he went and worked on Grey's Anatomy, just expecting the same accolades. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're going to love your next surgeon. Your next surgeon, you're going to know him from tourniqueting in the road. He also does a lot of appendixes. This guy's unbelievable. Give it up for Dr. Frank Cower. Hey, thanks, everybody. I'm excited to be involved. How's everyone doing? Except for you. I know you're not great. <laughs> Elevator fall wasn't fatal. Oh, how is that possible in these times? A guy just got his No one died this time. A kid's arm no just got ripped off and he died, and everyone in an elevator that drops like, whew, that was close. Lobby. That's how the uh, horror started. Yeah, right. They're like, that was actually pretty fun when we didn't die. Let's make a pretty good. To Universal City Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Frank Hauer has perfected an entirely safe method of falling down elevator shafts. He tried it out the other day from the third floor of an office building here, and he landed on a pile of shavings and had minor cuts sewed up at the city hospital. He's just jumping into them? No, I think he fell, and they're making a wisecrack. Oh, okay. I like how you're taking on 1920s speak. He's just wisecracking, Gareth. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't you ever heard a punchline? So, so he. Will you read it again? Sorry, now that I know that we're having yeah. a little fun. <laughs> uh, elevator, sorry, Frank. Third floor. <laughs> Frank. 
<laughs> Frank Hauer has perfected an entirely safe method of falling down elevator shafts. He tried it out the other day from the third floor of an office building here, and he landed on a pile of shavings and had minor cuts sewed up at the city hospital. Yeah, so, like, th- this guy, like, wrote one article, and then they were like, your tone and take on how the news works, we don't <laughs> love. And he's like, what? They're like, it's just the story isn't really coming across properly. Like, well, he just he perfected it. Like it was an accident. Yeah, but I was thinking maybe, uh, you know, he did it uh, like a little more purposeful. Yeah, that's not. It's not really what our newspaper is. So, oh boy. Okay. Oh damn. What if he did? What if he was doing some jackass shit back then? And was just ahead of his time. Yeah. Different. If that's the case, then I'm way more on board for what this guy. This guy's like. This guy's crazy. He's like, plus I got those shavings in my penis. <laughs> Landed right on my dick. All right, we're going to do it. Now drop the elevator on our balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh. There's a, okay. Woman plunges downstairs. Well, she should have fallen into the elevator. Right? Yeah, way safer. <laughs> so uh, people Miss just Fanny. aren't able to go to other levels at this time. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> danger. Yeah, it's just woman was like, well, did you hear what happened to that guy in the elevator? I don't do those anymore. Excuse me, Kathy, I'm going to just jump over here. Miss Fanny Bean, aged 39 years oh of 1201 B Street. Uh, Dave, I can't. Yep. Fell downstairs at her home at 12 o'clock last night, cutting her lip. Miss Fanny Bean cut her lip? I can't. She cut her lip. (laughs) I can't. She fell down the stairs and cut her lip. Uh, And this uh, is a news story. I also... (laughs) Guess which one of your neighbors is a clumsy bitch. It's Fanny (laughs) Bean. If you see cut lip, don't believe her. They're kind of shame. She fell. She's clumsy. Know about it. The news. <laughs> Woman fell. Oh, who are we going to give this popper to? <laughs> well, she's a bleeder. Let's get Jimmy on. All it. right. Ah, Miss Fanny B came up with a new way to dive in her house. No, you're the elevator guy. Get out of here. We don't like your way. Your angles are weird. <laughs> The police ambulance responded to a call, but the woman refused to go to the hospital. Wow. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she. Well, this is it was this. This is America, right? So she didn't want the ambulance bill. She was like, That's "Call right. an Uber." This is sounding more and more suspicious. Brandy yeah. Bean yeah. fell down the stairs, cut her lip. Yeah. I've fallen a few times down the stairs, never cut my damn lip. Uh, yeah, she didn't want to go to weird. the emergency room. Who's Mister Franny Bean, and what is he up to? I like that he took her name too. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, he's like, I'll take her name. I, Franny Bean's got a terrible ring to it. I'll go with that. <laughs> Can we talk to Mister Franny Bean? No, he like, wouldn't like that. Oh, the police is just there sewing, sewing uh, little, little bits of. Uh, hey, if you see Franny, she could have fallen, but she didn't go to the emergency room. So who knows Keep what happened? Um, the next story spelled Chicago wrong. So cool. There's no one checking this paper yeah. when they yeah. <laughs> before it goes to print. Um, you're gonna love this headline, Gareth. Uh-huh. This horse is pastry fiend. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that is not how nature works. This it horse is. is. You're not. It is. I bet you'd find a lot of horses are pastry fiends. Don't give Have a pastry. Ever, Boy, this well, equine loves danishes, don't he? <laughs> there's there's forest pastry. No, there's not. He likes hay, but he there. actually, you know what he really likes are donuts. I'm going to go pick some croissants. Oh. <laughs> Chicago, one day last summer, the woman who lives next door to A.J. Pickens, agent for the Waukegan, left a pan of donuts... <laughs> on her kitchen windowsill to cool. What? Prince, the Pickens horse, sampled the donuts and was lost. And was lost? <laughs> Who is getting in, this into a horse's head? He was in love. 
the horse ate a f- he sampled a few and he after talking to the host the horse for a quote he said he was lost <laughs> I have never he was lost in his sauce since then Pickens hasn't had a good night's rest though he buys the choicest hay and oats on the market Prince can't be induced to eat anything but pastry well okay I don't even believe I get that. It. I, I get it, but I don't believe I that. It. I believe I don't believe the horse went on a hunger strike because he was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I um I no no no. I'm the donut horse now, so we'll, let's uh do 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 bring some of those, throw those in the old feed bag if you wouldn't mind, please. I like sprinkles and I also like the cream filled ones, but whatever they got, I just will do a glaze or a long john if you have it, whatever. <laughs> Trying to get lost up in here. I'm trying to get lost again. I'm sorry. I'm just not lost with this hay, so I'm after that lost feeling again. This, this sounds like when you got to just, like you just get to submit your own news stories, and this one was submitted by the person who made the donut. Talk about yeah. yeah. There's a horse out here who does not eat because my bomb ass donut. So or this ends up being like a, someone's like launching off point for like. Horse donuts. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing donuts for they, horses. They just cut to a horse wandering out in the woods. Yeah. Man, that was a lot of donuts. Where am I? He's out walking on his back legs only. <laughs> That's right. Bojack <laughs> 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 your horse. Go <laughs> <laughs> start talking and everything. Be a lost in horseness. We should start making donuts. What was that, Patches? <laughs> What do you say we, I don't know, am I crazy? Matters reached a climax today when Prince was hitched back of a bakery wagon and discovered a bountiful supply of bread and cakes inside. Now he insists on chasing every bakery wagon he sees until bakers are frantic, traffic coppers are sore, and Pickens is thin from worry. Is go- the level I can't be- I took me a minute to realize we were still in the same goddamn story. <laughs> There's no way the horse is chasing specific like he's chasing pay. This is just like bad parenting. It's like my kid had pizza once and now all it eats is pizza. It's like, no, at some point you reintroduce <laughs> vegetables. Your kid's going to go to pizza parties, but then it's also going to have to live a life at home. But this guy's like, I just let the horse do whatever it wants and it just wants pastries because I've allowed this system. Uh, yeah, you you sound pretty cocky for a guy that's never had a pastry horse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fair. It's not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I have never had a pastry horse, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> and the the people with the bakery trucks are like, we don't know what to do. It's like, yeah, you do. Just fucking someone yeah. hold the horse back. <laughs> no, we can't do that. Horses follow human law. <laughs> they couldn't lock any of their stuff back then. It was just yeah. not even horse proof. Oh, uh, well, we can't make a delivery. There's a horse down the street. <laughs> You know how business goes, right? You know what commerce is like. Damn it. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait a little while till this horse gets his pastry fix. You mean this horse that's well, dying from... This horse that's so starving it's dying you can see its ribs because it'll only eat pastries? That's right. It just won't eat hay. I'm a bad horse dad. Well, but he shits custard, so it's kind of cool. Oh, boy. Aren't we lucky? Arm broken, but he finished route. Okay. Falling on the ice-caked streets and breaking his wrist, Jay Wilson, student at the University of Kentucky, who's working his way through college by carrying papers, continued to carry his route until every one of his 100 papers have been delivered. Then he visited a doctor's office and also made arrangements for a substitute the following day before taking his bed. So this is a story about a guy who broke his arm. Yeah, this is a story about a guy who broke his arm. And now he's going to be delivering... He's- Papers that are about his papers. <laughs> That's right. It's quite a meta journey. It's like one of those stories where it's like, this is not a flex to break your arm and to continue throwing newspapers. Yeah. 
Yeah. True. It's the classic American story of look how hard we work. You work so hard you look like an idiot. Yeah. That's oh, man. What this guy has to have three jobs. Look at that American will. No, what? What? <laughs> what? God, this is a chamber of servitude. He even trained his uh, replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that. Yeah. Now you want to do this with your broken arm. <laughs> your arm breaks. Still do it. Do it. Finish it out. Good That's job. the American spirit. Be an idiot. <laughs> Think about the oh company. My God. Okay, I can't believe this didn't happen. This next story didn't happen. The White House. I. You'll understand. White House in every capital. A proposal to build in every foreign capital where the United States is represented, an accurate replica of the White House to be used as a residence for American embassies we will are, be presented to Congress this winter. We are. <laughs> We're something else. Can you we believe we really didn't do that? Are, we are just the fucking... In, the, the, we're batshit crazy. We are just we're the so craziest. out of our goddamn minds. <laughs> <laughs> proposing can you imagine if they wanted to put a 10 downing street in america what would happen <laughs> what is that that's where the prime minister lives in the uk in england this foolish this foolish person just keep, who's sinking the world um i mean i i can't it's just it, we are amazing Amazing to think that. Hey, do you mind if we put a, a a White House in every one of your countries where the president can live if he wants to? I mean, by the way, we've essentially put ourselves in every country now. We just aren't as yeah. overt about it. But yeah, man, it's not like we rule uh, over here. It's just like we're a big brother. Yeah, we're we're just here to watch. The map of the United States should just be a huge pair of balls. <laughs> I mean, we got them. It has been proposed that these miniature White Houses be built by American later, exported, exported for the purpose. Sure. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We won't even hire foreign labor in your country. <laughs> How far have we come? I like, mean, yeah. Oh, wait, this is pretty tight. You want how much for that? Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we would like to. If it's cool with you, can we use our own prison labor in your countries too, please? Is that possible? Watch them for us while we're there. Don't let them just climb out. Yeah, we ain't we ain't got roofs yet. <laughs> if they act out of line, take this boot and just beat them. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, so. Uh, a guy came up with the idea. He's like, "We're gonna build a White House in every country," and then someone's like, "Well, you can't, you can't have foreigners building that, yeah, because it's the White House." So <laughs> they're like, "Okay, they're like, sense. yeah, but Let's in, in American- that country, they won't be foreigners." Be like. Well, now we're getting into a whole thing. I, I think we just, let's just take the American workers over there. We don't like foreigners. Then why are you putting a White House in their country? We want to watch them. We don't trust them. <laughs> we're going to build it the way ours was built by slaves. I mean, I'm workers. sorry, by friends <laughs> of the nation. <laughs> God damn. What uh, same place. Snow Widow, Bride at 90. What? This is out of British Columbia. Miss John Mackenzie, the Snow Widow, an idol of the Cree Indians. So does that, okay. Uh, <laughs> again I'm glad become, I didn't get my joke in before right at the same time. As that. <laughs> uh, again to become a bride at the age of 90. Wow. <laughs> the story Nin- is about her becoming a bride they still called her the snow widow yeah <laughs> i'm mr snow widow and this is 1920s 90s so this is 105 okay Room, rumor has it that every evening at dusk an indian makes his way to the wigwam of the snow widow he will become her fourth husband what? This is, uh, by the way, let's go, ABC. Let's get this show. Now we go to the wigwam, where the fourth suitor of the week is going to the Snow Widow. 
She has three roses and four uh, eligible bachelors. The weird, tragic tale of the Snow Widow is still whispered at night in the glow of campfires. Don't tell anybody about this, but... She used to be married. She used to be married to Snow. Okay, well, why are we whispering? I don't know. Okay. She's a living campfire tale. Yeah. 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 That is... Not even a once upon a time, uh, oh, a few days ago, that woman over there. Yeah, living lore. Yeah. Uh, around the adventures of the aged Indian woman, members of her own tribe are ever weaving new tales. But in the records of the Hudson Bay Company, uh, may be found the true story. The Cree say the Snow Widow represents the great soul of the far north. Miss McKenzie lost three husbands, all trappers. Two were frozen to death. The third died of starvation. Jesus Christ, they're they're shitty trappers. Yeah, honestly, I think they're just (laughs) self-trapped. It was while the latter lay dying that Miss McKenzie's tragic adventure took place. They were camped 100 miles north of the Stanley (coughs) Mission. In the dead of winter came... Game became so scarce that with their two babies, they faced starvation. Then the husband fell ill. Only food would save him. No, no, no. With the two babies, she's not going to eat the babies. All right. It feels like the baby's about to get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got two. You know what I mean? I'd be like, we don't need two. I mean, one's plenty. (laughs) We do have double babies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This one is like a pear. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. If, if it was me, baby, you'd know which one to eat. You'd yeah. be like, look at this. Oh, this. Let's have some Gareth loin. With the two babies, one nursing, Miss McKenzie started the 100-mile trip with, her f- with a famished dog team. After 30 miles, the dogs died. Tucking the babies into the sled, she fastened the harness around her own waist and continued 10 miles. What? Then one baby fell ill and died. She wrapped a blanket. Just pointing out that that baby could have been eaten in the long run, but okay, keep going. (laughs) She wrapped a blanket around the tiny body, placed it deep in the snow, and out of the twigs of a pine tree fashioned a pitiful little cross, which was placed over the spot. Then she continued on the journey. On her arrival, food was hurried to her husband, but it was, but he was dead, and she became the Snow Widow. What the fuck? Oh, I guess after yeah. three of your husbands die in mysterious circumstances, you stay the Snow Widow forever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I see why they yeah. call her that. <laughs> what? A, I mean, the, like, imagine being like, oh, wow, look, she's going to walk. Is she, she's not attaching the sled to her waist, is she? Is she seriously putting the sled around her? She is sledding and then just heismaning your one baby all the way back? <laughs> Still nursing it. Still nursing? Still nursing. Man. Yeah, that you whole, deserve to be a living legend. Yeah, that whole story is just like, Snow Widow's getting married again. We talking shit. Yeah. We all and have you know, theories. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that new husband, she's like, do you want to go get some food? He's like, oh, no, 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 you want to just do pizza again? Should we just eat something here, huh? Last story, yeah? Okay. 20 shots, no one wounded. Wow, what a... Muskets sound like they're involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't convict, sword law. <laughs> this is a <laughs> well, this is a story from Paris, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Louis Durandu and P. Quell decided upon a duel after a quarrel. <laughs> wow. They they stood at a hundred yards with server, service rifles and fired twenty rounds. When ammunition was almost exhausted, no one was wounded, and Dondero rushed his enemy with the butt of his piece. And Quell shot him dead with his last bullet. Wow. Quell's in jail. Wow. <sighs> so the two worst shots ever. 
<laughs> is it uncommon to be like in a duel and be like, guys, I look, we didn't, you were, we're almost out of ammo. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. We, yeah. I guess charge him. <laughs> go, go beat him with the gun handle. You try to pistol whip him at 30 miles, two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He just threw the gun at him eventually. Come on. Come on. He's just throwing his car keys and his ID. Come on. Something's got to hit him. <laughs> so, and then the one. On accident. Wait, say that again. Sorry. I bet you he shot him dead on accident. <laughs> he was just reloading. Yeah, totally, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize there was anything in there. <laughs> I'm trying to throw his gun, too. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I killed you, man. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I meant to hit his neck. Yeah, fuck that guy. I was just waiting to the end for sweeps. <laughs> so, wait. He, he, he was charging him to beat him with the gun, and the other guy just shot him right away. Yeah. And then that guy goes to jail because they're like, you weren't supposed yeah. That was too close. No, I think you're not. I think dueling's probably illegal. Oh, okay. Because it is 1920. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I guess it was about time we made a rule. The dual rule. <laughs> Common sense gun law. The yeah. one. <laughs> the finally, and that was the last time we passed logical common sense gun laws. They're like, look, we already said no duels. What more do you want? Yeah. yeah. What do you want? Look, we'd banned assault rifles for 10 years and no duels. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, what what uh, what was this paper called again, Dave? Uh, oops, I just closed it. Oh. Uh, well, let me pull it up. Uh, whatever it is, uh, shout out to them. And this should be the standard for papers from now on. Uh, the Craigslist uh, Times, is... that's what you said. <laughs> uh, this is the Evening Journal from Wilmington, Delaware. What a wild ride. Well, thank you for taking it with us, Maggie. Um, thank you for being our guest. That was great. <laughs> That was that was a How lot. How you feeling? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's kind of like you just like uh, dunked your head into the 1920s, looked around, and you get to come back home now. Yeah. Um, what a time! But uh, thank you, and yeah, uh, like I said, follow Maggie May, uh, M A Y E, ha ha, uh, Maggie May, ha ha, and uh, thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maggie, we're fucking great. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, it was awesome. You'll miss me, honey. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 